I am smart. I am curious. I am kind. I am a scientist. At Primrose Schools, we believe that who children become is as important as what they know. That's why our exclusive balanced learning approach combines purposeful play with nurturing guidance to help your child develop curiosity, creativity, compassion, and confidence. I'm awesome! See how balanced learning, including STEAM integration, can empower your child. Visit primroseschools.com. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio Show. My guest for this morning is Lisa Barnett. She is the internationally recognized best-selling author of The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records. She is also the founder and head teacher of Akashic Knowing Schools of Wisdom an internationally recognized school where students can learn to access their soul wisdom and guidance for their personal Akashic records. The school has thousands of students worldwide with dozens of certified consultants and teachers. Lisa has more than 25 years of experience in the Spiritual Healing Forum and is a master of healing modalities. For the last 10 years or so, she has also been a certified prayer practitioner where she offered healing prayers, treatment to the congregations and served as vice president on the board of directors at Golden Gate Center for Spiritual Healing in California. Lisa and I will be discussing her latest book, From Questioning to Knowing, 73 Prayers to Transform Your Life. Good morning, Lisa. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you doing this morning? I am fabulous. Thank you for having me on your show, Johnny. It is a pleasure to have you on air with me. From Questioning to Knowing is truly a remarkable book. It is definitely a book of prayers. It is beautifully constructed, and from a lay perspective, definitely it hit the spot, so to speak. Congratulations on this release, and thank you for sharing it with all of us. Oh, thank you for saying that. Yes, I I find it very exciting. Um, to hear feedback like that because the way we put the book together is um, so that people can access it in many different ways. You don't have to read it cover to cover. There's 73 prayers. You could just open the book and pick one, right? Or you could read about something that's interesting or calling to you. So um, it's it's a very easy book to pick up and just check into every day. So true. Although the book is called 73 Prayers, but you have more than that in the book. And what I also like is you have sort of a testimonials from people that have used those prayers and how it impacted their lives. Yes, that's right. It was, you know, it was interesting because um, as I was writing the book, and, and I know we'll talk a little bit more about this as we go along, I really... Um, channel the information from the the records of our soul so the akashic field the akashic record keepers really just said to me write this prayer book and i said okay how and so it's very um you know it's very much written from them and they said Mm -hmm you know, put in stories about people's experiences. And so I contacted all sorts of different people who had been working with my prayers over the years. And I said, share some of your stories with me. So we put that in, as well as big picture information about how, um, you know, (laughs) it's almost complicated to say. When I look at the big picture of our soul, you know, what are our soul contracts and why did we come to the earth and and what did we come to do and what are our purposes and why did I pick this family? So many of us have those big questions Mm -hmm. and that's why Mm -hmm. we call it from questioning to knowing because it answers some of those kind of big questions that many of us just as humans say, why the heck would I pick this or choose that (laughs) or have this issue? So um, we answer a lot of those questions in the book also. Fantastic. Let us get started by getting to know you a little better 
So can you please give us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to the present moment? I would love to. And it's kind of a funny story because for me, I, when I was three years old, so just a little toddler, I had a awakening, an awakening, an epiphany. I remember looking at my hands and thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm back in a body. And, and I said to my mother, I, I want to go home. I want to go back. Like, I don't really want to do this. <laughs> can, can I go home now, please? And my poor mother, <laughs> I'm three, said, yeah. honey, you know, you are home. And so um, it became a lifelong, really, search. You know, I became a lifelong seeker. And mm-hmm. it started with that kind of crazy epiphany at 13, I mean at 3, and then when I was about 13, really old enough to start to read adult books, I started reading everything I could get my hands on, everything from, there was, uh, it, this was back in the, oh my gosh, late 60s, early 70s, I was reading Journeys Out of the Body by Robert Monroe, who started mm-hmm. the Monroe Institute, and um there was the Carlos Castaneda book, so much, you know, Eastern um, meditation and information was coming to the West. Mm-hmm. So I started studying. I really started my spiritual path around 13 and started studying back then and even went on to minor in philosophy in college. So it's definitely been a lifelong path. And I did spend... Um, Oh, 15 years in advertising. So I was a production director at an ad agency until I really realized that I was far off my path. And what happens for many of us is that our bodies kind of create an illness or something to <laughs> shift our attention. And, and so when I got sick, I started going to an acupuncturist. Um, and here's kind of the funny part is that the acupuncturist, after healing me physically, sent me to a psychic energy healer because she said, there's something else I can't find. Mm-hmm. And when I went to that um, psychic, she said, well, you're a healer. And I said, no, I'm in advertising. And she said, no, you're, you're, you've come to be a healer. And I at that moment, I, here I'm already in my early 30s, and I'm thinking, what are you, mm-hmm. crazy? I'm an advertiser. <laughs> but it was a huge wake-up call for me and got me back on that spiritual path. And so mm-hmm. it was, you know, after that that I really started to study healing and eventually um, it started to access the Akashic Records just inadvertently. They started speaking mm-hmm. to me. Very, very interesting. I'm sure you have experienced, even though you were in advertising, there are moments in the situations or situations had created moments for you to whereby the authentic you as a healer comes out, whether through the work that you do, through the connections that you made along the way, because that's strictly PR. And you notice that it's almost like the advertising where those little M&Ms Oh, is it the other candy that the alien drop little bits at the time? No, <laughs> you have to like follow. Skittles, are those Skittles? Skittles, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of direct you. Say, hey, this way, this way, yeah. this way. You know, absolutely. I would always say, and um, that because I had this very early awakening and epiphany Mm -hmm. and I really did study philosophy and and what that gave me was the knowing um, and the understanding that I had a more expansive awareness um, and and that what I knew as a little child that there was not just here, not just this mm-hmm. life, but there was so much more and multi-dimensions. I could remember that. And um, and so it gave me really kind of a great uh, sense of relief in a way, knowing that this was just a small slice of the infinite me that I am. You know, we mm-hmm. all are infinite souls. And right now we're having this human experience. And then in a hundred years, you may be having another human experience or who knows <laughs> where, right? Who knows where right. we So um, I always had this greater expansive 
you know, understanding, which of course did guide me in so many ways and was so useful in understanding a lot of what was going on in the world. So I always had that bigger picture, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, but of course going on into, you know, a corporate job, figuring out, you know, how do you make a living in this world? (laughs) 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 You know, until, until the other world really called to me, but for me, one of the kind of funny stories is that um, when I met my husband, I was in my early 30s, and we were hiking. We live in California. We were hiking in these beautiful golden California hills um, one day, and he looked at me and he said, I just saw this image of you and I as brothers. We were little Native American children, and he said, I I don't think we had parents. I think our parents had died. And it was just you and me. Hmm. And I looked at him and I said, wow, really? (laughs) (laughs) You're the guy for me. Yes, I'll marry you. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I need to try that line, by the way. That might work. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Right, but for me, of course, you know, finding somebody who matched up spiritually. Right, right. Because, you know, having just my whole life was just very spiritual so it was really cute what do you think when he saw that and really felt that and and, mm-hmm. like, and and i you know and of course to me it's completely true we have many 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 lives which you know of course mm-hmm. kind of segues into a lot of what we talk about with the akashic records and and having um past lives with people mm-hmm. that we meet again in this life and having soul contracts with with family members or friends. And, and so there's so much information about the, you know, kind of the whys and how do we set that all up um, mm. that, that most people are pretty, you know, oblivious to as we go through life. But it sure is fascinating when we're conscious and aware of it. So, you know, to have that experience of going, oh, there you are. I've been looking for you for 20 years kind of thing. <laughs> Very, very interesting. What are Akashic Records? Well, the Akashic Records are the records of your soul's journey through time and memorial. So that's the very kind of short version of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And the more expansive version is that from the time we individuate from source, let's say billions of years ago, until we return home and go back into that unified field of oneness with source again, which could be billions of years in human time, everything we ever do, say, feel, every place we live is recorded in our personal Akashic record. So each and every person has their own record. And I like to think of it as a library. I think it makes it easy for us to kind of wrap our heads around. Mm -hmm. So if you imagine, Johnny, that you have your own library and every book in that library represents a lifetime and Mm -hmm. you also have your own personal Akashic librarians that are keeping your library for you that are keeping your Mm -hmm. records in order so that when we want to ask a question about some of these whys why this why would i choose Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. why did i come what's my purpose you actually can speak to your akashic librarians and this is what i talk about when i um teach people to access their own personal akashic record i actually teach people to Speak to their librarian so that they can ask all of those big questions that they've always wondered about. So that information is there for you. And Mm -hmm. because we write a soul plan before we come into a body, we do have soul purposes, more than one (laughs) purpose. Um, We have gifts and talents that we want to share with the world. All Mm -hmm. of this is written in our soul plan. So I always say, who wouldn't want to get that plan, right? So many of us feel like we're stumbling around in the world thinking, where's my manual? Mm -hmm. Well, you actually do have a soul plan, which really you could think of as the manual to your life. 
Very, very interesting. So it is very important for us to understand the history of our soul in order to help us to project the future that we are going to be, I guess, pursuing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the interesting thing is that we are so infinite. Mm-hmm. We have hundreds of of lives here on earth. So many of your listeners, I imagine, are old souls because, of course, old souls souls are often called to this sort of information. Um, And so what we understand is that hundreds of lives, past lives, that affect this life. So sometimes people will say to me, oh, the Akashic Records, isn't that just about past lives? I don't really care about past lives. And my response to that is that, but your past lives also hold the gifts and talents that you've come to bring into this life and share with the world. Mm-hmm. And they have the, some of the information about the karma, the learning, the lessons, the growth that you want to work on in this lifetime so that we can understand the patterns. Many people say, I feel like I'm stuck in a pattern, or I feel like I have some blocks that are keeping me from, you know, creating a good business or making more money or having a happy relationship. And they really are related to not just the past lives we've had, but really our soul plan and what our soul wants to learn. Because coming to earth is really about growth. It's about coming to a place of unconditional love and forgiveness and compassion. And this is the growth that our soul is looking for. And so in many lifetimes, we will experience challenges that help us to move into a place of compassion and forgiveness and unconditional love so we can grow and move move forward. That's a very interesting analogy. One of the things that came to mind in the sense that we need to know our strength and our weaknesses and those are actually influenced by our past lives. In understanding that, that would certainly help us to make informed decisions and shape us up, basically, for a very successful future. Absolutely. That is very well said. Thank you, Johnny. You know, I, I often will say gifts and talents, but I like, I like you know, strengths. This is really what are your strengths. This is... This is what will help you create a, a successful future. And when we can know that, then, you know, that's very often what we also consider part of our soul purpose because mm-hmm. that's what we're coming to share. So, for, an, for example, one of my strengths is as a communicator. Obviously, your strength, one of, you, one of your strengths is as a communicator, which is, of course, why you're having a radio show and writing books and speaking. And because this is part of what we have come to do in the world as a soul. So I would say that's one of uh, your gifts or one of your talents is to m- communicate information so with true. the world, right? And yes. so. When we can get that into our heads, that these are not just, oh, often people say, oh, that just comes easy to me. So they ignore it instead of realizing this is your strength. This is your talent. This is what you've come to offer the world or humanity. This is where you can create your business. One of the things that I like in reading your book, there was a phrase, and this is the the very beginning part of the book because it talks about you, and you talk about you, that is. When I finally decided, and that's the word you use, when I finally decided to have children and family, all my children arrived in that short period of time. I thought that was fairly profound in the sense that it goes back to the old cliche word that says, when you're ready, the teacher shows up. That's right. Yes, it was. And it was um, pretty wild because I went from zero to four in under two years. so <laughs> Y'all were working very hard. That's all I could say. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> you know, and it was an interesting, 
was an interesting experience because we had we had our son, mm-hmm. and when he was um, just under one years old, I, I, my husband and I had said, well, gosh, if we're going to have another child, you know, I wasn't getting any younger. I was pushing 40 already. We better, you know, get started having that second baby. And, um, and, and I, I was blessed to get pregnant right away. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. and then I found out I was having twins, which was a shock enough, let me say. (laughs) (laughs) And, And then right after my twins were born, or maybe it was right before, it's so funny because, um, well, if, if if you've ever had children, people get the the mommy brain. You know, it's a mm-hmm, little mm-hmm. muddled from those years, but um, the sleepless nights. But my right at that same point, um, when the babies were born, my nephew, who was 13 years old, moved in with us, and um, so I went literally from having you know one child overnight to having four children. And I was a little overwhelmed, to say the least. <laughs> and, of course, <laughs> so when I asked in my soul's records, and I said, what the heck, really? Because for many of us, we look at a challenge and we think, and, and I, you know, I'm being completely 100% honest here, Johnny. <laughs> you know, I was so challenged, I almost felt like I was being punished. Right. Mm-hmm. First, I was mm-hmm. not I'm going to say I was not the most natural born mother. It literally was a OK, I'm ready. I was, you know, in love, happily married. And my husband really loved kids. And I said, OK. And we decided to have a family and went from that zero to four. And so my thought was in my overwhelm, kind of what's wrong? What did I do wrong? (laughs) What happened here? And the interesting thing was that they told me, the Akashic Record Keepers, my my librarian, said to me, they said, you had four soul contracts to to parent four people, four souls. Mm -hmm. And this was the only way they could make it happen. Because you weren't having four babies, you were not going through four pregnancies, <laughs> and so they figured out a way how to get in, you know, how to come mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. my daughters came in as identical twin girls, and my nephew, who is um, my brother's son, who I love dearly, is like a fourth child. We ra- we um, raised him for many much of his life, and still comes home from uh, from Arizona and comes, you know, comes home and mm-hmm. to hang out with us and his his brother and sisters. So it's it's a beautiful story, and it was such an epiphany to me when I realized that I had a soul contract with all these four souls and that they wanted me as their mother, and that really changed my view of parenting. So it was, you know, pretty phenomenal. <laughs> it's a beautiful story. By the way, you're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. I am Johnny Pan, your host. My guest is Lisa Barnett. She is the internationally recognized best-selling author of The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records. She is also the founder and head teacher of Akashic Knowing School of Wisdom, an internationally recognized school where students can learn to access their soul wisdom and guidance from their personal Akashic Records. We're discussing her latest book, From Questioning to Knowing, 73 Prayers to Transform Your Life. Lisa, how do you define healing? Mm, healing is an interesting word, and much of this goes back to my um, my ten years as a certified prayer um, practitioner with the the um, New Thought Movement. Mm-hmm. And part of the way I find it's important to look at healing is that healing is different for every soul. So for one soul. Um, Say a soul has, you know, the body has an illness, and we'll, we'll call, people call that cancer. And mm. so for one person, healing will be to have the, the cancer removed, to go into remission, to become healthy again. And for another person, their soul's version of healing is to cross over. So healing is never... Um, one thing it's not just getting well 
it is following the soul's path. And the truth is, is that in many, um, for many people in many, many situations, the soul says, you know, I think I'd rather come back as a young, healthy soul. This body is very challenged. Maybe it, it has to do with um, physically different sorts of illnesses, age, etc. where the soul literally makes a choice because the soul knows it's infinite. And this mm-hmm. is one of hundreds of lifetimes that it's already had here on Earth. So the soul will make that choice to say, I'll come back. You know, not a problem. And we, of course, as as humans, you know, miss our loved ones, and it's very sad and can break our hearts. But that doesn't mean that the soul didn't choose that heal, that healing, and the right. healing is to leave the body. Do you think that person leaving early to go home, so to speak, mm-hmm. the, the underlying factor as well, it's not necessarily just that soul completing its soul path, but it's also to touch the people around it and contribute to their understanding, their learning in their life's path. Yes, you know, absolutely. And um, it's an interesting topic for me because, and I really do talk about this in in the book From Questioning Mm -hmm. to Knowing, because my first um, experience with with death was when I was 13 years old and my best friend died of a brain tumor. And then just a few years later, my other best friend, there was three of us that were a clo- very, very close, um, died in a traumatic car accident. And even though I was so conscious that that they were infinite, I was angry. <laughs> I thought, mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. not fair. This can't be right, you know. How could they mm-hmm. leave me? I took it personally, which I always think is interesting. And one of the things I notice that, you know, <laughs> very often we think about these things very personally. How could they leave me? How could they leave their family or their children or their, you know? Um, yeah. And the truth is, it's it it is a soul's path, and sometimes it's about completion. Sometimes it's about. Um, it's about them, the soul, and, and this may not be conscious in the human at all, but the mm-hmm. soul says, I can do better works from the other side. And I've noticed this a lot recently, mm-hmm. in, again, in the last year or two. I saw this back in 2000 um, when I, I think I went to 20 funerals back in 2000. As the energy was shifting, many souls were leaving because they were very excited to go and come back. And yeah. the energy was really changing and raising. And then I've seen it again in the last year or two. And um, many souls, one of my uh, very, very best friends who was, you know, a minister and a healer and had studied and taken many classes with me. She had twins that that were my twins' best friends. She crossed over at about, uh, I think she was only 55. And Mm -hmm. she said to me as a soul, I can do more good work from the other side of the veil. I am here with you always helping and supporting as we're transforming this world. And Mm -hmm. so one of the messages that I receive from the Akashic Record Keepers, from the Masters, and from my many dear friends who have crossed over is that we are moving forward no matter how the world looks no matter how challenging things are, you know, financially, emotionally, you know, in in the government, in, you know, our countries, wherever we live, but that the vibration of the planet is raising, consciousness is raising. There's more conscious spiritual people on the planet today than in the last few thousand years. And Mm -hmm. so we really are moving forward. And many times we find that in order to change a big paradigm, it needs to kind of get up, you know, and show up so that people can see it and change it. And so we're experiencing a lot of that in the world. And I know that so many of the um, souls are there helping and supporting and guiding us 
as we humans, as we people are doing this work here on the planet, they're assisting us from the other side. Wonderfully put. Who would benefit most in reading From Questioning to Knowing? <laughs> you know, Johnny, of course, I would say, you know, everyone, everyone who, <laughs> right? who doesn't have a question, anyone who has, um, you know, some of those big questions about, you know, why did I come or, or, or why would I pick this family or, or what's blocking me from my abundance, this really helps us to understand the big picture of our soul. And then, of mm-hmm. course, the beautiful 73 healing prayers that the Akashic Masters have given us. They are imbued with high divine Akashic energy, and there is an amazing amount of kind of miraculous healing that goes Mm -hmm. on when people read these simple prayers. And so they've given us, so many for every situation, whether it's to help us move out of judgment or release anger. There's prayers for grief, of course, because even as I was reading this book, one of my dear friends, who is an amazing energy healer, um, crossed over. Again, you know, in my human mind, way too young. She was in her 50s also. But again, she said, I can do more works from the other side than I can here in this human dimension right now. And so um, if that speaks to people, if that um, helps people to understand why, why sometimes our young loved ones leave, it's because they feel that they can really do more work and help us and guide us and support us from the mm-hmm. other side, really more profoundly and more efficiently than they can in human form. So there is a prayer for grief and a prayer for joy. And, you know, really um, prayers to help us release old patterns. And, you know, I kind of love the book, and I've had so many people say this to me, that they, they pick it up every day and they just open up to the prayer section where there's 73 prayers listed in the back and <laughs> open and, and pick one. So there's a prayer to access right. creativity. If you like to, that might be fun for you, Johnny, with cooking, if you like to cook, right? <laughs> creativity, cooking, painting, writing, any kind of creativity. Open that creativity to bring in more energy. So true. I've always believed when someone leaves, whether at a rightful old age or a young age, there's a certain amount of things when we talk about life's past and so forth, that they have completed their destiny. They have completed their life's path. And if we are around them, there's no doubt there's a period of grief and so forth. That's the human side of the equation. But as we look beyond that, the impact of that person's departure has a significant energy burst to help us in our own personal journey. Yes, beautiful. And this is why it is so, so um, profound to celebrate their lives. As when we do that and we call back those stories and we realize who they are and what they've done, even if it's been a short life, even, even my, my friend who was 13, Marsha, mm-hmm. who crossed from the brain tumor, was just a beautiful, bright, shiny, sweet girl, you know, and she brought mm-hmm. so much love and light into her family's um, hearts. When we look at that, we see that that path can be complete even in that you know short amount of time. Very interesting. Having said that, can we change or end our soul contracts the way we plan out before? Yes, we can. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know th- this is the greatest thing about uh, being human because being human is about free will. Mm-hmm. And and so when we come here, so this is um, this is the overview, kind of of the soul plan. When we come here, we make a plan. 
But that doesn't mean we always follow it. It's just like if you uh, are a business person and you started a business and you wrote a business plan, it doesn't mean you always follow it, right? <laughs> you know? That's correct, yeah. So we, we make that plan, but we as humans can make new choices. And we're very smart when we're souls because we know that we have this ability to change and that, that life is, is fluid. And so when we come here, we may write 50 or more soul contracts for um, family members, for children, for um, significant others, for maybe marriages or life partners, for uh, you know, good friends to work mm-hmm. with people who support us. And some of them come to fruition because we meet some of them and some of them we will never meet because they may have moved to a different country or maybe they were actually born in a different country and we didn't connect. We didn't meet each other. It's, I always laugh because I love, love, love to travel. And mm-hmm. every time I go on a journey, I almost always meet someone who's like a sole family member in another country. And I'm going to tell you this story really briefly because it just epitomizes kind of how this works in our lives. And when we're conscious of it, we can see these gifts and blessings that we've, you know, that are ma- that, that we have, that we've kind of written is in our soul mm-hmm. contracts um, and, and be grateful for them. So this goes back um, to when my son was uh, – about 11 months old and my husband and I were going to the Caribbean to go scuba diving and we were taking my son with and we were hoping to find a babysitter when we were there and my husband was kind of worried about finding a babysitter when we got to the hotel and I said you know it's interesting I get this image Mm -hmm. that we'll meet someone who has a baby and so don't worry I know it's already done and the interesting thing was when we walked into this hotel, of course, in the Caribbean, everything's open. It was, this is, you know, 20 plus years ago. And so uh-huh. everything was, you know, not a big, huge high rise like a lot of ones now, just a little low rise. And, you know, <laughs> here was this lady standing next to the swimming pool and she was holding a little one-year-old. And as we kind of walked by her on the way to our room, we said hello, and she said hello, and we actually stopped and talked to her, just like a long-lost friend. Now, she was a doctor from Switzerland, there with her 11-month-old, and we had our two little 11-month-olds, and she said, oh, it's taken a week to find a babysitter, but we can share her babysitter now and go scuba diving together. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and there became our new best friends, and to this day, 20-plus, mm-hmm. 23-plus years later, we're in contact with these this couple who are both doctors in Switzerland. They live in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. They've come to visit us a couple of times. And what I find is these are sole family members. These are people we know mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. from other lives and worlds and times, and, and there they are supporting us. Right, right. So these people show up. We write, you know, many, many, many contracts, and it's so beautiful to to bump into them and then to stay in touch because they really are part of our our soul family. They're deep friends. We feel like mm-hmm. I've always known you. We can finish them. We can we can um, finish ones that contracts that are complete. We can write new contracts, maybe in a place where one isn't written. And um, and we can, of course, be supported by so many of these soul contracts in our lives. And so I always say, hopefully, your best friends and your, your, the people you work with, your life partner, your parents, um, in a blessed way, will be supporting you, you know, that mm-hmm. we're here to support each other in so many ways. But that's not always how it shows up. Sometimes we have, we have soul contracts with, karma attached as they say mm-hmm. very and interesting like, yeah mm-hmm. so it's kind of a, a it's kind of um an interesting thing so um the way the akashic records see karma is as a lesson that we would like to learn it's about learning and growth it's not about um a punishment Many people have thought of, of karma in the past as, you know, I've been bad, I'm being punished, so I have this 
you know, this bad situation in my life. But the Akashic Record Keepers say, no, it's about learning and it's about growth. It's about understanding all sides of a situation. And it's about, again, coming to that place of compassion and love and forgiveness, which is really what we're here to do in that big picture sort of way. Your book talked about prayers, and there's 73 of them. One of the focus is on ancestral lineage. This is very interesting because in the Eastern culture, ancestral respect and lineage is very important. And I'm sure you've been exposed to Eastern culture. You know what I'm talking about. Whereas in the Western culture, that's not so. Simply because of the way we're brought up in terms of religions and the principles and the disciplines that we believed in from the standpoint, hey, grandma, grandpa, and whoever that may be, it's gone. He's out of here or she's out of here. And that's it. That's the end. So how does that work in terms of bridging the cultural differences? Mm, That's a good question. Um, You know, I really believe because we're so much more multidimensional than we often think, that we are very complicated and unique individuals, and we are connected to our ancestral lineage, to our parents and our grandparents, and there is an energy that runs through us. So even when those people are gone, their energy, sometimes their, their beliefs, um, of course, their genetics, their DNA is passed mm-hmm. down to you, and we have that with us. Now, often what I find is that, of, of course, the, the positive beliefs and thoughts are such a blessing in our lives, those things that our, our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents pass down to us can be a great, great blessing, and, and, and it's easy to kind of want to keep on hold on to that right right but um some of the beliefs are also can can be a block for us and so even though we may not remember our grandparents some of their thoughts beliefs and energy may still be affecting us today and it may be affecting you in a positive way and it may be a block for you So I find that um, for many of my clients, when I do um, private sessions for people with the Akashic Records, I will find when when they come... Um, with questions about a money block or uh, an Mm -hmm. abundance block, that there may be ancestral beliefs that go back to money is bad or people who Mm -hmm. have money are, you know, not honest or, you know, some, some old, I often find also old family curses that are interesting in there. And that doesn't mean it has to be like a voodoo curse, but there's an energy of, of um of anger and of cursing it can be actually i see it in families sometimes where one family member will curse the other family member because they they got all the land mm-hmm. you know how mm-hmm. how sometimes mm-hmm. the family will separate land or something and so um these energies are unconscious, and they're actually affecting us in the world. So even though these are unconscious beliefs, they're unconscious ancestral energy, our genetics, our DNA, I see that this affects us in our everyday life. And this, again, is a place um, that we can access this, this information in the Akashic Records by going into our own records, by like I say, I do readings for people or I teach people to do it for themselves so that they can find some of this information. So um, we, can, we can clear these blocks and we can be grateful for the blessings. And so we can strengthen the blessings. We can release the, the old karmic contracts with people, hidden beliefs, unconscious beliefs. Um, old family curses, whatever that is, because our family lineage really is very strong. We, we as a soul, pick a family lineage for a reason. Very, and, very interesting. Yes, and so just like you say, in, in the Eastern culture, um, 
we understand that I think in in a in a broader sort of sense and um and I and I loved it because there is a prayer for healing family relationships, and um, I just opened the book to to that section where we talk about healing family and about mm-hmm. um, our family lineage and clearing any blocks to that. But one of my students or one of my clients had said that she used the prayer for healing family relationships only once, saying it three times in a row, and she said she had instant results. Her mother, who hadn't been speaking to her for over five months, tried to start up a conversation by complimenting her. And her ex-husband started to um, send her text messages about um, it with information for their daughter because um, they hadn't been talking because they had a, a unhappy and bitter divorce battle. Mm-hmm. And she said, mm-hmm. with using this prayer for healing family relationships, just once, she had two people come back and start to communicate with her. So it's, it's good to realize that when we put our attention on the fact that maybe there are some energies that are um, conflicted and that we can move into a place of compassion and love and release them, it can have a mirac- uh, miraculous shift for us. Very, very interesting. You're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. My guest is Lisa Barnett. She is the internationally recognized best-selling author of The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records. She is also the founder and head teacher of Akashic Knowing School of Wisdom, an internationally recognized school where students can learn how to access their soul wisdom and guidance from their personal Akashic Records. We're discussing her latest book, from questioning to knowing, 73 prayers to transform your life. I'm your host, Johnny Tan. Lisa, what advice do you have for people who are skeptical or afraid to step out of their comfort zone to experience the Akashic Records? Oh, that's a great question, Johnny. You know, one of the reasons that the Akashic Masters um, asked me to write this book is they said that this is a beautiful and simple bridge for people. So we don't have to learn to read our own records. We don't have to um, even have a reading or an energy healing. But by by opening this book... These simple prayers can help people to release some of the fear, some of the energy, and just start to, many of us are very sensitive, so we might feel it in our body. We might feel just a little bit lighter. We might notice like my, um, like the person I was just talking about, you know, after reading the Mm -hmm. prayer just once, that, that her mother started to compliment her and speak to her again. And so um, we all do have a soul, and and even though, you know, many of us think, oh, well, you know, that's, I don't need to go there, I don't want to bother, I just want to make this life happy, that's absolutely perfect, because so it really is about right now. It is about the present moment. It is about being in this here and now and being in our hearts and being in our love and compassion. And when we can do that, then the beautiful doors and and great gifts in the world will open and find us. And when we live in kind of fear, worry, and stress, you know, that's, of course, what we're bringing more of to us. Mm So Mm -hmm. just by reading some of the simple prayers in the book, maybe, you know, picking a section that, um, that speaks to you, there's a little section about opening your heart. You know, it's nothing particularly metaphysical or strange. It's really just about opening your heart and dropping further down into your heart so that you can be the love and be the compassion and feel the energy of love of the universe because the Akashic Record is really part of pure divine source energy. It is pure love. It is really all 
all good. It's not anything that's, you know, kind of odd or crazy <laughs> or, or that esoteric when we think about about um, source and divine wisdom. It is, it is connecting in a deeper way to our souls to support us. So true. Where can someone go to get more information about you, buy your books, and attend your courses? Well, the best place is to go to my website, which is akashicknowing.com. And people can go there, and you'll find right on that home page um, three free gifts that you can just download. All you have to do is, you know, put in your name and your email, and I will email you the links to three free gifts that have um, some healing prayers for self-love, and and um, there are two beautiful guided meditations, and there's a picture of my book which you can click on. You can read more about the book. You can connect straight through to Amazon from my homepage where you'll see the book, and you can, of course, also read more about the events I have coming up. I teach people how to access their own Akashic Records online and in person. I actually have a live class coming up in Denver in August, which people can um, see on my website, and I'll do an online class because I have students all over the world. I'll do that in the fall. And then I'm even doing a cruise, which is fun. I'll be doing Akashic Records <laughs> readings and classes and prayer work on, on a cruise. So all of that, as well as if people are interested in working one-on-one with me, that information is all there at AkashicKnowing.com. Fantastic. You don't need someone to carry your luggage or anything like that, right, on that cruise or anything <laughs> like that, the bodyguard or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) The number one question that people normally ask is, how do I discover my soul purpose? Do you have an answer for that? Boy, you know, the simplest answer is to drop into your heart. And just as I was saying, I have a, a little meditation in the book to drop deeper into your heart And then we go from our heart and we connect to the bigger us, which is our soul. And we can feel into that in a simple sort of way. We can pay attention to what comes easily to us. What, you know, what do I notice that always happens with ease? Like some, Mm -hmm. for some people, um, they have a lot of workmates that come and ask for advice. That may be part of your sole purpose, really to help and support people, to find their wisdom. So we can do it in a really easy sort of way by getting in our hearts, getting quiet, doing a little um, meditation. Of course, there's more about it in my book. And to me, learning to access your own Akashic Records where you can have an amazing conversation with your, your librarians who can tell you all the different lives where you have strengths and talents and gifts that you want to share with the world. These are your sole purposes. And also all the plans that you've made when you've come to Earth, your soul plan, they can share that with you. So to me, learning to access your Akashic Records where all of this information is written, or of course, you can do it one-on-one. I can access your Akashic Records for (laughs) you and, and make it easy for you. So I do lots and lots of readings and healings for my clients because they find that's really the easy answer is to, mm-hmm. to come go to Lisa and just get a reading and get a healing because I'm a, I'm a healer and I always mm-hmm. want to heal that old karma and clear that old energy and help people to move forward with ease and grace. Will we ever know if we are out of alignment with our soul mission? Yeah, I think the easy answer there, Johnny, is that when, when things um, – are, you know, bumpy and rocky and aren't going very smoothly when we notice that every time we we go to, um, you know, make a change, that door closes, right? So every Mm -hmm. job you apply for isn't the right one or, um, you know, every relationship, none of them are the right one. You know, we're broke. We don't have enough money. A lot of this is because we're off our soul path and out of alignment, 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, my example, um, after my 15 years in advertising, I got so chronically ill, I literally just about had to quit work and regroup. And many of us realize that when we're really off our path and out of alignment, it may show up as, you know, really struggling mm-hmm. or, or, you know, some form of illness. And um, and it becomes very important to really tap into what did my soul come to do? How can I clear these blocks? How can I move forward with ease and grace? Because when we're on our path, when we're in alignment, doors open with ease, and and we can move forward. And we find you know life becomes much more fun and joyful, and we have great relationships. And there's you know job offers or clients or, you know, happy family. So, you know, really that's a simple kind of answer for people. So if life is really hard, it's often because we're out of alignment or we've come to heal a lot of karma this lifetime. Very interesting. What is the main obstacle that keeps us from being on our soul path? Boy, You know, one of the big obstacles is that um, we stay stuck in our heads. Mm -hmm. You know, we think that we can think it through. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We think that we can understand it. And um, we forget about our hearts. And our hearts are really the guide to our life. So when we can drop out of our head and down into our hearts, many doors will open. We'll see some of those or feel some of those connections to people who are here to help us and support us, our soul family members. And so when we stay stuck in our heads and we ignore um, kind of the bigger picture of life, that we do have this soul wisdom and we do have a soul plan, when we say, no, I'm going to do it my way, right, when we stay in fear and judgment, then um, we're often out of alignment, and this creates obstacles in life. So dropping out of our heads and into our hearts and letting our hearts lead us, at least, you know, 50-50, heart and head. I'm a big fan of connecting the, the three brains. We have a mental brain, a head brain, a heart brain, and a gut brain. And when we can connect our three brains, we're working from a place of wisdom and intuition and, of course, you know, linear logic. I'm, I'm a fan of logic. I'm very organized and logical. But mm-hmm. um, when we connect that, the truth of our, of our hearts and our gut brain, which is very powerful, many people feel that, follow your gut. That's the, I get the goosebumps. That's that kind of clairsentient, that feeling energy I Um, Mm -hmm. as well as the head. Connecting your three brands allows you to align with your purpose and your own wisdom and, again, to create greater flow in your life. Fantastic. By the way, we're coming close to the end of the hour. Since our show is about people, family, and living life, would you like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning? Yes, one of the greatest gifts that I find is um, and and paths to to a great life is love. The Akashic Masters have said to me so many, many times, really the reason we're here is to love. And love and forgiveness are the path to awakening and enlightenment. And that is really kind of an easy, easy answer when we follow our hearts and follow love and can live in compassion and forgiveness, that we easily align to our higher purpose. And it's a, it creates a, a beautiful, joyful, loving life. Fantastic. That's a beautiful recipe for living. Lisa, thank you so much for spending this hour with me on From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me next Tuesday morning. My guest will be Rebecca Pott-Fitton. She is an expert in feminist spirituality. Rebecca and I will be discussing her recently released book, Wave Rider, A Poetic Journey from Abuse to Wholeness. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to fmmktalkradio.com. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week. 
Lisa, it has been a true pleasure. Thank you again and have a blessed day. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you. Bye-bye. Progressive brings you Flowetry with Flow. When Flow flows, she flows in the know. Mind ruminates the rates. Shown them all, I heed the call. Seeing the rest, I choose the best. Sometimes it's ours, sometimes it's not. When the fox walks, is it called a fox trot? That's a real question. Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Racetrack was raised in the South, where the four seasons are summer, summer, soda palooza, and summer. Down here, the weather's always as hot as our coffee, and that's real hot. That's why our soda, tea, and frozen drinks are real cold, and our refills are real free. Stop by Racetrack and get your soda palooza cup for just $11.99, or download the Racetrack app to get $2 off while supplies last. Offer in 731.